Hi, and welcome to Serenity Now, a place for entrepreneurs to ask questions, learn, get connected, and be inspired. Join us as we talk about all things business and the search for the ever elusive Serenity Now in both business and personal life. Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of Serenity Now. This is part two of us talking about foundations for a business. And so wanted to give you a little bit of insight on how we kind of came up. We, in this last episode, in part one, we talked about how we came up with Serenity Now. And in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about some analogies that we had. We found this interesting analogy of building a house being similar to building a business. And so um, I'm going to have these amazing ladies. We've got Peggy all in back who works on shred claims and Kathleen who does uh, legal work, uh, Rita in finance and, and uh, you know, on the linking the credits and the bank side of things, Nina in marketing, Candice, our accountant in the room. And then of course, Steph saying that's myself and um, I deal with grants for businesses. So we're going to talk a little bit about having building your house and getting the perspective first of all i'd love to hear from rita um, about uh what part of finance and even the work that you do um, relates to building a house thanks steph and and yeah you know it's one of the questions i get all the time is how come you know i didn't get financing what did i do wrong and you know why doesn't this make any sense and or I'm going too fast, I need additional support. All these things keep coming back to really the main question of building a strong foundation for your business. And and it, and I liken it to like we talked about, or Steph just mentioned the house idea or the analogy. Just when you build a business, it's the same thing as when you build a house. You need to set up a strong foundation. And if we set up a foundation, we need to figure out the whole blueprints or another way to put it is a business plan for your business. So um, one of the key pieces that I always like to say is I know everybody hates the word business plan. Some people love it. Some people might love it that are on the call today <laughs> and others just get it's just too much. It's too big. Um, and and but at the end of the day, that's blueprint or a business plan allows you to walk through all the scenarios and the risk pieces. So it gives you a good understanding. It doesn't have to be perfect. You just need to build one for you. Uh, the next piece of um, understanding that I always like to share is if you're building this business or building this blueprint for a home, like what are your end goals? Like, what are we creating here? A mansion? Are we doing a little rustic cabin because um, we're doing lifestyle business? Or, or just, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, a three-story building. What are we looking at? So we need to figure out our end goals. And again, that's where your blueprint or business plan comes into mind. The other final piece is you can't really sustainably do it on your own. So we need to make sure we start building the team. And it all comes back again to your blueprint or your business plan. Um, if you're going to build a house, 
you may be able to know how to put up walls. Maybe you can do the foundation pouring. Maybe you can even put up the glass windows. But do you know how to wire the house? <laughs> do you know how to do the plumbing in the house? Do you need? To, do you know how to make sure everything's measured correctly? So you need to bring in a team, just like on uh, inside your business, and uh, and that's where you need a great team of folks. And and some of the key foundation pieces that you need to have understood really well is um, and what I did for myself is I spent six weeks with my lawyer working through all my contracts and agreements for my customers, for my staff, understanding the business. I, I spent all that time. And I also spent the same six weeks with the accountant on the tax side to prep everything up. So people ask me, who do I talk to first? Always the accountant, always the accountant. <laughs> and then they can help prep and understand stuff and then instruct to the lawyer. So, you know, I having at least the minimum basics of that team um, and then you build out your systems. So there's a few different things uh, that I just mentioned, but it's foundation blueprint, which is akin to your business plan, having the end goals in mind, like what kind of structure are you creating, making sure you have a good team. And, you know, that comes with sometimes trial and error, or you reach out to some of the other friends or business owners that you've got and say, who is working well? So I'm gonna hand off perhaps maybe to Kathleen at this time and see uh, what she has to say. And where, where do you fit in Kathleen when it comes to law and building a house or the foundation of a business? Um, do you like to come in right at the beginning or do you like to say, no, no, come at, come, come at me after you have a problem? Like what's <laughs> the best time to say hi? <laughs> Thanks, Rita. Yeah, I, um, you know, it's always best for the client. If you come in at the beginning, when you're building your foundation, it's always best for the lawyer when you come in after the fact when stuff's already gone sideways, meaning that's when your legal fees get really expensive. So uh, I know that there's a, um, you know, there's so many financial pressures when you're starting a new business and considerations um, and a lot of times legal gets shuff, shuffled off to the side is something you'll deal with later when you've got some money coming in. But that's really one of the biggest mistakes that I see people making. Um, you know, one of the first things you want to consider is the structure of your business. Are you a sole proprietorship? Are you in a corporation? Is this a, a limited partnership? Um, you know, there's legal aspects to all of those, but there's also tax aspects and, and considerations to make with those different structures. Um, and then Rita, you know, as you mentioned before, there's all your contracts. You've got contracts with employees, you've got contracts with suppliers, customers, um, considerations to make if you're dealing with business internationally. Uh, if you've started with a partner, that's a big one. Do you need a partnership agreement? Do you need a shareholder agreement? You know, that all flows from what is your legal structure in the beginning. Um, you know, and I, I was kind of joking saying it's expensive if you come at me after the fact that um, you can jack up a house after and re-pour the foundation, but it's going to cost you money and your house might crack and fall apart. So that's where I, I suppose I can't stress enough that even if you don't set up all your legal structures exactly how they're going to be forever in your business from the very beginning, at least have that conversation with your lawyer and your accountant um, and set it up so that as you grow, take on partners, 
develop your business that you've set up a flexible enough structure in, at the outset that it's not going to cost you a bunch of money as you go down the road. Yeah, I love that. And I think I'd love to now turn to our accountant because let's just go with the flow of this conversation. <laughs> and Candice, tell us like what powers our house and how does accounting kind of relate to it? So I first off, I'm going to I'm going to mirror Kathleen's converse, uh, comment about uh, it. Uh, it's better for the accountant if you come afterwards rather than uh, uh, ahead of time. Because um, it's always it's always more expensive for us to fix things than it is just to do them right, correct the first time. Um, so um, my thinking of accounting is kind of like the electricity of the house because it touches everything. Everything you do is is either costing you money or or you're receiving money or it has a monetary consideration when you're when you're developing your your business. Um, and knowing and understanding or having the right people on your team so that you can get the right information so that you can make decisions as you're making your business will always benefit you in the long run. Um, when it comes time to hiring employees, you need to know whether you're making money so that you can hire those employees. You need to know how much money you can spend on marketing or how much um, debt you might be able to um, take on and leverage so that you can grow your business faster. Um, everything, everything in your business has a number attached to it and the accountant wants to know what it is and the accountant can make you use those numbers to your most advantageous um, um, option um, just by having them on your team and having to be being able to have a conversation with them about that. that. Yeah, love it. So uh, sounds like starting a business or running a business so boring like oh accounting and legal and like oh I'm tired already but we've got someone on the call who can uh, tell us a little bit more about a playroom like do we get a playroom when we're an entrepreneur does that actually happen Peggy tell us more about that well I guess um, once you know when you run into um, some great ideas or even problems you you always run to the garage and try to sort them out so with um, what I do is getting grants for people for their innovative ideas and their experimental work. Um, usually that takes place behind the scenes, in the garage, trying to figure out what the problem is or trying to advance technology in some way. So the government in Canada and a lot of places elsewhere um, recognize the cost to the business of the technology advancement and reward it with an investment tax credit. So in Canada, we have provincial and federal um, cooperation in providing tax credits, and they are generally refundable to small businesses, and they're very generous. So we're looking at, you know, anywhere from 40 to 65 percent of the cost of doing uh, research and development coming back through the tax return in Canada, at least, um, to companies as a refundable tax credit. So um, keep in mind that if you do have that, um, you know, sense of wanting to develop something new or even running into just technological problems that require some kind of innovation to resolve it, um, there is funding to help that. It's done through a tax return, which is kind of an awkward place for it because it is more like a grant. But it is done in the Canadian tax system through the tax return, and it and it does require, um, you know, technical writing as well as um, 
costing and amendments to the tax returns. So it's there, it's available, it's very beneficial. And certainly um, if you're in that playroom, figuring out your problem or even just being really creative and looking for a solution or an advancement or something new and novel, you might wanna just check it out. It's, it's a great program. Okay, love that. And so now you've built, we've all built our houses. But then who's going to come to our house, I guess, is going to be the next question. And how do you get them to come to your house and come to the right location? So, Nina, tell us a little bit on the marketing side. Like, how does marketing relate to the house? So one thing we we should determine before we start building the house is, is there a market for what I'm building? So that's first, because <laughs> sometimes people have a passion for something and, um, and, and they go with it and they start building. But we do want to address in the business plan, in that foundation, uh, some feasibility studies or something where we're evaluating what our product or service is, and who are we trying to reach. So that will determine who is coming to our house. Who do we want coming to our house, which is our target market, and then how do we get them to our house? So um, that is covered under marketing. Another way we could look at it is Google Maps. Like you have to be on the map. People have to find you. And so that is so important right now. How are we reaching you? How are we finding you? What is the direction to get to you to, to buy your product or service? service. So that's really important. Another way you could look at it when you're building the house is in terms of content, your SEO. So that's important when you're building your house is what you're sharing about your house. What are the features of your house? What are the benefits of your house? Why do, why does your target market need to come to your house? Why do they, what is the benefit to them? So that's covered in marketing. The other thing that I do want to touch on, uh, which we don't always think about, but in terms of your website, email, that kind of thing, it's really important to keep your house secure. So if your website is not secure, it's like leaving the back door to your house open. And so now you're inviting people inside in terms of hackers, um, somebody that could um, really uh, take away uh, some of your online property, damage your online property or online reputation. So in today's day and age, that in terms of security, that is really, really important as well. So there's a lot of great analogies when you're looking at the house in terms of building your house. And once it's built, getting the right people there and keeping everything secure. Yeah, I love that. So important, especially in this day and age. And, you know, the damage that can be done if a hacker came at your business is just, it's very difficult to kind of recover off that well. Um, I wanted to chat a little bit about being a business owner and needing a place to rest and also a place to release certain things. So, you know, kind of want to talk a little bit about either the living room or the bedroom where you would replenish, you would repair, and you do need that as a business owner. I think the one thing that a lot of people may misunderstand is you just have to keep going 24-7, work hard, work hard, work hard. And what happens is ultimately it's burnout. And so for you to be successful in or anyone to really be successful in a business is really to block off time. And that's something that I've heard to learn being a business owner is to block off the time where you can replenish. Maybe it is. And, and I just watched a, a thing on CNN with Bill Gates and, you know, he spoke of blocking off a week where he just goes to a cabin, brings books. You know, it just kind of unplugs everything and is just 
allowing his brain to catch up with all the different things. And I think that that is so important, whether it is watching a video or, or listening to a podcast, of course, this podcast, but um, that, uh, or if you're reading a book and trying to, you know, gain some um, knowledge that way, so important to take that time and blocking it off, I think is one of the hardest things to do because you always want to fit another client in. You want to fit another staff member in, but you really need to kind of have the time to do that. And of course, one of my favorite rooms is the bathroom. You can be like, oh, it's a spa, but I'm like, this is where you also release everything. Just like, let the shit go. And so every so often, you just need to just pull it up, release and wipe and walk away. And so, well, wash your hands, wash your hands, then walk away. And so that's another area that I think um, a lot of business owners don't remember is they hold a lot of stuff in. Um, and so being really mindful of what you can manage as a, as a person and, and, you know, maybe even managing a family or other responsibilities in your life, making sure that uh, the work part of things or the, the business part of things doesn't take over. All right. So I'm going to do, you know, we always do a little bit of a quick fire. Um, if I may, unless anybody, does anybody want to chime in with any last minute things? Candice, go for it. Well, you were talking about, um, you know, the, the being able to get away. And I was just, I was just going to talk about the dependence. We were talking about dependence and that kind of made me think of the dependence because, um, in a home you might have dependents, which are your children, but the, the beneficial part of having dependents in a business is you get to pick them. You don't get to pick your kids, but you get to pick your employees. <laughs> and um, and they can allow for this time so that you can go and, you know, unplug for the week and plan. But there's a lot that goes into it. And it's going to pull in all of these items that we've talked about. You need to talk to the lawyer because you need the appropriate contracts. You need to talk to the accountant so you can figure out if you can afford it. And if you maybe can't afford it, but maybe your business can afford, you know, a little bit of leveraging, you know, to expand, you're talking to, for financing, you might need to be doing a little bit of business planning. Um, uh, but one thing as a business owner, because yes, I am accountant, but I, my business is accounting. Um, and so I do have employees. And one of the biggest things that I've learned over the years is that it's really important to have a plan when you when you hire these these people, um, because the quicker you can make them um, self sufficient and understand what their job is, the quicker that they can be useful to you to allow you to go and and, and unplug and know that things are going to be taken care of for the short time that you're away, and it's going to require a bit of planning and you're going to need all your and you might need another consultant that that isn't represented here, which is some sort of recruiter or somebody that has um, some HR knowledge in order to be able to uh, help you hire that person. So thank you. Yeah, I think that, you know, that I think this was something that Rita brought up is you're not going to be building the house by yourself. And through the entire life of your business, you're going to have contractors and literally they could be, you know, literal contractors coming in and, and fixing your house a little bit here and mending it there and putting an add on here. And now you need a laneway. And so building these different um, houses and and also knowing and being OK that your house is going to possibly look quite different from another person's house. You know, Peggy's might have a bigger playroom. And mine would have a bigger bathroom and, you know, Kathleen's would have a bigger kitchen or whatever it is that um, really resonates with you. And so it's 
very important in my perspective to also not compare your house size like this is not let's let's be the same oh we've all been in business for five years or eight years like we should be at this size we should be living in this neighborhood there's no such thing it's whatever it is that you want to build and that is the benefit of being an entrepreneur is to have that freedom so um i think we're going to run low in time so i'm going to go into our little bit of a quick fire the question is in less than a minute tell me what is the best thing that you have built for your your business house so this is not your real home but think about the best thing that you've built for your your business essentially or for your house and i'm gonna i'm gonna go in the same order so i'm gonna go with rita start and you, you know talking about all the things that we've just discussed i i i'm gonna have to the only thing i can possibly say is building that foundation out and I am so grateful that I spent all the extra time to walk through that process and, you know, even turn clients away during that process just to ensure that I had the foundation built. And those templates, they still get tweaked every single year and with different things that are happening and changing. But it's just that key. Um, the other big thing that we, we didn't mention is that I built a really nice deck. And that deck allows me to go and work on the business, whether it's systems, building new partnerships, building new um, teams, uh, you know, and, and this is so important for you to be able to always take a moment to be able to go work on the business. And, and that's even collaborating with partners like I've got on the call today. That's just one of the most amazing pieces to be able to just revisit, relook, am I on track? Have I gone completely so far south that you know, I'm never going to recover? But that allows me to take that moment. It's, and that deck is so important. So I'm on the deck every day. Some people might not hit the deck. I mean, they might get there once a year. That's great. But, you know, I would I would ask everyone to try or encourage everyone to try to hit that deck a, a little more often than not. Yeah, I love that. Kathleen, tell us what is the best thing that you've built for your business house? Sure. I, uh, I was. I'm thinking for both my businesses, it's my construction crew and my project managers. So, you know, having the people in place that allow me that freedom to step away a bit from the business and do my creative piece so that I'm not the one writing the business plan. I'm not the one with the HR strategy. I'm not the one, you know, getting really in, you know, to the nuts and bolts of things. And, and I do with my main business, my law practice, I've got the luxury of having the budget to hire more of these people and hire skilled of these people. Um, but I think it, it's so important that to have that right crew around you to, to let you to, you know, when you, when you can, to let you be creative. There was times in my business where I was also scrubbing the toilets. So um, <laughs> I think we've all been there. Kathleen. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I always uh, argue that like chief CEO is chief of everything. It's not like and so that also means that I'm chief of toilet paper as well and chief of. Yeah. So it's all that. Um, so let's go to Candice. Candice, tell us what is the one thing that you think you built the best for your house? So I think the best thing um, that I've actually focused on over the whole entire my whole entire business career is um, is the systems and leveraging technology to make my work easier and that of my staff. So leveraging the technology and I'm going to equate that to home automation, I think. So um, so we've always been looking, you know, we've been on the forefront of 
using the, the latest and greatest technology and looking for new ways of doing things and um, using, you know, tools and going paperless and and all those kinds of things. And it and and I have to say it really paid off in March um, when everybody had to go home and work. Yeah. Because it, it it literally was it was like two or three days where we were kind of a little disorganized. Um, and I know that other businesses did not fare that well. And I'm just I'm just so glad that my my whole career I've been I've been totally, totally invested in leveraging technology to make the, the work for my staff easier. So and that they can is, focus on the clients. Yeah, they can focus on the clients, not on data entry and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's inter- really interesting that you say that because I remember when I moved into my last office, still my current office, um, we took over a publishing firm and they had bookshelves like bolted on all the walls and it was just full, full of books. And they said to me, you know, in the renovation, what do you want to take down? And I said, oh, take it all down. And they said, what, you guys don't use books? I'm like, no, they're all in the cloud. And he had no idea what I was talking about. I was like, what, what, what cloud? <laughs> anyway, so I just wanted to kind of share that. But I, I echo that, like having that technology and that that smart house that you've got built over there, Candice, is so ahead of the times. I love it. Um, Peggy, tell us, tell us what's in your house. Well, I'd have to say it goes to the kitchen. Um, we were really good at measurement systems, so I kid that to you know measuring everything for cooking, but. We, um, we were really good at knowing our numbers, knowing what targets we needed to hit, um, what motivated employees was a system where their targets were um, linked to their performance, linked to the team performance, and then the bonus. So, you know, for, for my team, nobody had to guess what do we need to do to get a bonus. Everybody knew the numbers. Everyone knew how to do it. And our measurement system also allowed us to, you know, really stay in touch with um, how well we were doing from an overall sales point of view, but an individual employee point of view. It, it was just, it was magical because it was no guessing. I think that's one of the key things I learned from you, Peggy, was like dashboards and the importance of dashboards. Like now we've got this, I got to show you next time, but this beautiful dashboard that tracks like a whole bunch of stuff in our business. But I learned that from you for sure. You're a great student, Stephanie. Oh, thank you. Uh, Nina, tell us uh, what's going on in your house. Oh, it's so hard to choose what's your favorite. You know, I think I've, I've, I really like the whole house. I really like what I built. Um, I'm really proud of what I, I know Rita's laughing at me, but I'm really proud of what I filled the house with in terms of our services and what we offer and the quality of the services and and the result of the services we offer and, and that's in helping our clients. So that's where I get a lot of my satisfaction is like, um, in one of my businesses, I have two houses. So in one of my businesses, we are constantly putting smiles on people's faces and just, it makes me feel really good. And in mar- in our marketing business, we help businesses grow. And that is, you know, first of all, I can't have any more businesses. So it's my way of like, you know, having my hands in different businesses, but helping other businesses grow and, ha- and seeing the success of those clients, it just, it, it just makes my heart happy to be able to do something I love. So um, in, in the COVID climate, it's been really, really good to have two houses because one of my houses is in the event industry and it's it was built to um, 
to uh, work in a way that was collapsible if needed be. And it is right now, there is no events. So yeah. <laughs> it's just sitting there waiting until there's events again. Uh, but I still have another house that's growing and doing well. And I'm, I'm able to uh, still help my customers still, still be able to have revenue through that house. So that's probably the two most important things that I could have done, not knowing that, but having two houses in completely different industries was, was, uh, worked out really well for me. Yes. Yes. Your empire continues to grow. I love it. Um, so I just wanted to remind everybody on the call, you know, uh, to who's listening as well is you do want to be spending a little bit of time in each of your rooms in your house, you know, don't go haywire and like, I only want to be in the kitchen and you'd never go into the basement or you never go into onto the deck, like Rita was saying, or you don't really spend enough time, you know, um, in the garage developing and, and creativity and, and that piece of things. So I, I would just encourage everybody, if we continue to stick with this analogy of a house, just remember that every piece of the house has its purpose. And you do want to make sure that you revisit that on an ongoing basis, you know, once in a while, even if it's not your favorite room, you should still go to go there and make sure that it's, it's not been destroyed. Um, because that's the other thing too, you got to be careful of. All right. So I think that that's it for today's uh, podcast. I wanted to thank all of you listeners for joining in. I hope you found this analogy of a house really helpful to just kind of visualize building your business and continue to build whatever fits your business, whether it is a penthouse on the top of a building where you don't have as much management, you've got people, you know, cleaning up your after you um, or maybe it's this huge farm that you got and you're all hands on deck and doing it whatever works for you good luck with it and we will um, we would be happy to share um, insights on the next uh, episode that we've got lined up thank you we hope you enjoyed this episode and picked up some good tips and best practices that would benefit your entrepreneurial journey remember none of the content in this podcast should be relied upon as standard legal or business advice always consult a professional for your specific business. You may know someone who could benefit from this podcast. Please share it with your business community and perhaps it can give an entrepreneur you know some serenity now.